Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me is a man who... I really need to talk to you, Lord. Since the last time we talked, the walk has been hard. Now I know you haven't left me, but I feel like I'm alone. I'm a big boy now, but I'm still not grown. And I'm still going through it. What? Pain in the hurt. Yeah. Soaking up trouble like rain in the dirt. Yeah. And I know only I can stop the rain with just the mention of my Savior's name in the name of Jesus. Zach Mabry. How are you, Zach? I'm good. What just happened? DMX died today, and I thought I would start by reading a verse from one of DMX's songs. Oh, is that really what? I mean, I kind of thought maybe that's what it was, but I was I guess I just didn't know it. Yeah, from Lord Give Me a Sign by a song by DMX. I I thought it would be obvious when I said what? And yeah, you know, that's his DMX calling card. Well, and I kind of thought, but I, I, then I was like, I, I don't know. I'm a little confused. Coming up on the program, Zach reads DMX lyrics uncensored. Zach reads uncensored DMX lyrics. You're I gotta gonna bring s- it to you cowards and it's gonna be quick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncensored, though. Uh, it, what's going on, Zach? How was your Easter? It was good. It was really good. I got to spend it with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't I didn't make it to the vigil. I went to the morning low mass Ooh, at my parish. Pretty lazy, but okay. I know. But I mean, it's okay. So it started at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. and Lame. lasted until like, Two thirty, and I Gross. I just didn't have the stamina. It went four and a half I, I, no hours. No stamina. Yeah, something like that. Crazy. Right, okay. and so you know, I, I I'm going to challenge myself to actually go next year and not be lazy. Mm-hmm. Have not you ever been be low them? low mass gang on Easter? Have you ever been to the TLM vigil? Yeah, um, twice. Okay. Yeah, I didn't go this year either. I. uh opted out you know just because of like covid and stuff i'm just kidding that's what i'm just saying so yeah no you were watching basketball uh yeah i was and uh they uh yeah so it was a, a decent easter good easter i should not decent it was great last year was a weird easter because we all just sat at home and we're like shouldn't we be somewhere but this year we all got to go places covid is over zach I know it's over and it's so great to be over. If you want to celebrate COVID being over, email us at Roman Circuit Podcast at Roman Circus Blog.com. We're on Twitter at Roman Circus Pod. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Zach is at Zach Mabry, Z A C Mabry. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Roman Circus Pod, and wherever podcasts are. So the news is, uh, like we said, DMX died, and also Prince Philip died. So I know uh, we could talk a little bit about that. Who do you want to eulogize first, DMX or Prince Philip? Well, they're both kings in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's yeah. let's start with DMX since we already kind of mentioned him in the opening. Okay, so um, DMX, I, what? such a good rapper. Like so many good times in life have been had. Like I want to say probably the second rap song I ever knew was a DMX song was up in here. Mm-hmm. It was literally like who let the dogs out and up in here were like the two first hip hop songs I heard. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess like, Will. I guess, well, yeah, maybe I'm getting a timeline wrong, but yeah, like Have that you... was, that was it. Yeah. He, so his first two albums were released in the same year, 98 or 99, I think. And, mm-hmm. uh, the, he released two albums in the same year and one went four times platinum and one went three times platinum. Like it was, he owned you, that like, year. Back then that was, well, it's okay. It's interesting. So that means literally in that year, he sold 7 million albums and yeah. in the U S people not including yeah. everywhere else. So like, yeah. Right. And like people don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. let's think who's who's like one of the biggest stars right now. 
So like right. Adele, Adele did that, but Adele was like obviously how a many did she sell? Right. I can effort that, but like especially nowadays, it the the game, the game has changed. It Zach. is different, right? Purchases are different. Mm-hmm. Um. So like Ariana Grande, her whole career has sold like less albums than that. Like, and she's huge. Uh, well, she's actually tiny, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, she's like one of the most famous. Okay, well, like I don't know Taylor Swift, Adele, Taylor Smith, Ta- Adele's, Adele's a monster. Her her first album went eight times no, platinum. She's she's her, slimmed down. Yeah, she's not a monster. Her second album went seventeen times platinum. And then her third album went 12 times platinum in the US. But like alone. they had to define down platinum, which I understand that the market's changed. I don't think oh, did platinum they? means a million sales anymore. Okay. Because they somehow have a way of factoring in streams, I think. Mm-hmm. But Adele just kind of missed out right before the streaming boom, right? Yeah. Let's see. So Taylor Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, like... Well, she sold so folk. Her last, let's see, folklore was mm-hmm. one point three million. Mm-hmm. Um, Lover one point two, Reputation two point two. So like, yeah. So, you, so I guess nineteen eighty nine in red. Her two like biggest set. Well, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, we're getting. I'm not. I'm not a good historian on this. But so basically, like, he sold a ton of of records. Yeah. In the, sa- in the same, he came out of the gates firing. Yeah. And, and he, like, uh, he had us losing our minds up in here. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you heard his best song ever though? I'm going to play it. Is going to give it to you or is it? No, no, no. You, I'm going to play, play it. All right. All right yeah. One second. I have to. So I printed the lyrics of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes. I know the lyrics. Would you do us the honors of spitting Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Um, you know, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen come in a Cupid and Donner and Blissin. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Come on! Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer had a very shiny nose. Uh, and if you ever saw him, uh-huh. you would even say it close. Come on! Come on! All of the other come reindeer on. used to laugh and call them names. They never let poor Rudolph join any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Come on, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you ride my sleigh tonight? Then all the reindeers loved him, and they shouted out weekly, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, you go down in history forever, you go down in history forever, you go down in history. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. The way so just, good. Yeah. Uh, and in the beginning, when his when his voice goes, and do you recall, and he like slips I, into DMX mode right then, You're like like oh, there yeah, really I'm aren't like he. That's the thing. Like he was so cool. Yeah. So I really liked that. And then X he, X gonna give it to you. He had the he had like the late nineties, early two thousand DMX versus Ja Rule type of thing because they both kind of had the same voice. But yeah. Uh, DMX. But Ja Rule had his like that's the thing, and X didn't DMX didn't have to duet with J Lo to sell records. So um yeah. not that we're throwing shade, but so my DMX used to have a house here in Phoenix up in Cave Creek. Okay. Um and he used to just go into central Phoenix and just like hang out with everyone. So my buddy has stories of like just DMX would just ride through the neighborhoods and like do drag races down one of the roads and like, but he would just freely move about wherever the different gangs were. Cause everyone wanted to be friends with DMX. So like he could just, he didn't have to like watch where he was going at all. So he would yeah, just free, freely move about cause everybody, <laughs> yeah, cause everybody just wanted to be friends with him. And he, uh, yeah. So he had, he had a heart, like a heart attack cause he OD'd or something. And he died. Yeah, that's what they're saying. And that's, that's really sad. Mm -hmm. Just because like, you know, that happens happens to a lot of people. Like, I mean, Demi Lovato had, she OD'd and she's just doing a documentary. You know, like it's, um, it's sad when people get 
like with substance abuse because i mean it's not like they set out to like most vices and and like habits and things you don't really mm -hmm. set out to get trapped in it and then eventually how do you even escape it mm -hmm. yeah that uh sad day i mean it's probably just one of those things that it also just adds up to over time right right like you were saying like i i think you just get to a point even if you I don't know if you just have a history, like all these professional wrestlers who get to a certain age and their heart just blasts right out of their chest from drugs and steroids and stuff. Even if they were not doing it, it just all kind of caught up with them one day. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so very sad. Um, you know, pray for, pray for him, for his family. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he was, he definitely left his mark on like pop culture and, and whatnot and had his unique style mm -hmm. it was before all the fluoride in the water for all the soy so he had that deeper voice than the rappers today <laughs> yeah right right before back when men were men yeah, yeah. exactly as opposed to um, now when it's just we're just running around weak it's and sad because like huh? he uh it was they announced it and then they were like actually no it didn't happen and then right. they've, they've yeah. said, said it, it happened. Yeah, and it's one of those things, as I said, I tweeted out, it. the The rule is if, if TMZ doesn't say it, it didn't happen, right? They're, right. they're, pretty, they're pretty good on that stuff. So, uh, yeah, and then finally they did. Wah, wah. And then the other death of the day was Prince Philip. Yes, yeah, so Prince Died Philip, Duke the, of Edinburgh, the the ripe old age uh, of ninety nine. Yeah, on the, it, today's the 99th day of the year. Is it really? Oh well, yeah, it okay. is. Somebody said yeah. that, but like, I, I don't know if we need to like, if, if we need to no, recalc. I I think it is because I've been downloading the Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a Year podcast, and today was day ninety nine. So three hundred. Okay, can we talk about this for a second? 365 days is a lot of days when you are going to do something every day. Yeah, for sure. Do you think, do you think he, do you think he like knew that when he said he was going to do the Bible in a year, did he, did he know that it he had to do it for 365 days? Or do you think he just kind of assumed that the year was like a, a solid, like 130 days? Uh, I assume he, he did all of it at once, right? Like, don't you think he's already done it all Reported and he's just releasing it? it bit by bit? Or is it? I don't know. I've thought about that too. It seems like, uh, it seems like you would want to load up as many as you could at one time because I don't think like current events play much of a factor into it, right? Right. So. That's true. Mm -hmm. I don't know, uh, Father Mike. If you're listening, let us know. Uh, big fans, come on the pod. But anyway, Prince Philip died at the age of 99 on the 99th day of the year. And uh, he, uh, I don't know. I don't really know what to say about him. He would <laughs> say something. I don't know any, really anything about him. I mean, so he, um, his family, he was like smuggled out of Greece as a child when they had okay. their, they overthrew their monarchy. And um, he's also the queen's second cousin maybe even mm -hmm. first cousin like they're they're cousins mm -hmm. um but they've been they were married 73 years um yeah i don't know they had a pretty close marriage like they were very close with each other um so i'm sure it's very devastating so to, long i know that's like yeah. two of your lifetimes <laughs> yeah it is um it's almost exactly that so uh yeah. well, i guess at this point it is exactly that um yeah he uh it doesn't change obviously it doesn't change anything in the line of succession unfortunately for him he was completely irrelevant to that line i well i guess not he fathered the next king right but, yeah but him I mean, dying so doesn't like sh like like shake things up no, I think all it really does is, I mean, I assume it will, I mean, you hate to say it, but I assume it means, like, I don't, a lot of times 
couples. Don't, don't say it. Don't say it. But like, right. you know, the, the, the heartbreak from it all. Mm-hmm. So we should, you know, of course, pray for his soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, for the queen, because I'm sure this is devastating. Yeah. And I guess, you know. If you were it's to. funny because I always think of him I was gonna say if like you were to Matt Smith. What, oh, yeah. Matt Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good man. You yeah. played him on the crown. I was going to say, if you had to pick one person, who do you think is in heaven right now? DMX or uh, Prince Philip? Just kidding. Don't answer that. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, DMX didn't participate in colonialism. So who knows? Um, <laughs> uh, but, you yeah, know, I don't know. I mean, we pray for them. We, you know, the, we always assume purgatory, right? And we just, you know, pray for them. Of course. It, uh, yeah. So I don't know the Royals. I mean, the Royals have been in the news for their entire existence, but you know, it, they've been in the news a lot recently. So I'm sure yep. the last, the last thing they wanted to do is deal with a death in the family. Yeah. It was really nice of Harry and Meghan to do their whole media spectacle as this was unfolding. They, uh, and it is a bummer. He didn't get to a hundred, you know, he was so I close. Know. I don't want to get anywhere near a hundred years old, but when somebody's not, once you're 99, it's like, you do kind of want, you gotta, you gotta finish it off. Do you know when his birthday was? Was he like within a couple months or like, uh, yeah, it's like, I think he was like two months or three months. I don't. Yeah. Wow. He wasn't, he's like 99 and a half. Mm -hmm. Do you like when you're younger, you always say like I'm five and a half. Do you get to like mid nineties and you start using halves again? I don't know. I've never quit with the halves. Like I was, mm -hmm. I was saying I was 28 and a half and 29 and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's actually almost two months exactly away from his hundredth birthday. He was born June 10th. So um, amazing. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, did you see that clip about like they, they were on TV. They were like talking about him being married to the queen and, the presenter said, because that's what they're called in Britain, presenters. The presenter said to the guests, like, could you give us a little insight into how Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip met? And there's a like a quick beat and the guest just says, yeah, well, they were related. And that's where the clip, <laughs> that's where the clip is. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, so good. So, so yeah, when we planned this podcast, we didn't think we were going to be talking about death outside of the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I didn't realize how many British words are different from American words. Go on. Like, what do, you know, like, the, what do they call, like, what do the they stove? call, like, what do they call cigarettes in Britain? Exactly? <laughs> <laughs> what do they do? Okay. It's a good so one. Right. I don't have to look it up. Hold on. Let me yeah. Google it. Yeah. Um, the uh, so stoves they call them cookers. Uh, so simple. Sprinkles like what you put on your uh, like cupcakes and stuff. Oh, they like call family. them hundreds and thousands. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. I, that I, is, I didn't even believe that. That is so British. Why? Because there's um, like tons of them. Because they're so small, you dump them on there and you get hundreds and thousands of them. I guess. I. I mean, I don't know. Okay. Let's see. Uh, what else? So there's they, that, and then um, French toast—they call it egg bread, which that like, I that makes sense, right? Right. What were you gonna say? No, I mean I think that like makes a lot more sense. Egg bread, yeah, sure. Um, you know, motorways versus mm -hmm. no, sorry, eggy bread. Eggy bread. Not that egg bread. is yeah that. Still makes sense, but that's way more Yeah, like British. that's much more accurate. And much more um, British. Eggy. Yeah. So like highways slash freeways slash mm, expressway. Motor, motor they call way. those motorways. Um right. I'm learning all this from TikTok. There's this girl on there named Dawn. She's a British gal and she tr just tries American snacks oh, and food. She's the one who tried the ranch dressing, right? Yes. And it was and like a spiritual experience. Yeah. 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 So she she has like millions of followers now. Mm -hmm. 
And she has like a an address where you can send things to her via post. So she was trying Girl Scout cookies. She did candy corn, which she hated. Um, That's a shame. Can't all can't she? You know, she's allowed like, to. Oh, she's allowed to not like it. But, she's but. like these are foul. Um, <laughs> let's see. She. So yeah, so she does the tries the snacks. She loved ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she tried Doritos. This was another one that I really liked. It was she oh, had boy. I've never had Cool Ranch Doritos. Fun fact about me. And wow. I've only had nacho cheese. Mm-hmm. And so somebody sent her cool cool ranch Doritos and she said their Doritos were called original ranch mm-hmm. and she said they were nowhere near as good. They're totally different, even though they're in the blue package and called that. So she liked the so American she, ones. Yes. And they're okay. called crisps, not chips. But she was she was saying like the British version that was she's like, this is a good crisp. Mm-hmm. And then she tried the the American ones and she loved it. But she also loved like Slim Jims. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Which Why I can't she? even do. I, I used to love Slim Jims until I started ordering the like premium, um, like all, you know, like the natural like beef sticks that are, you know, grass fed, like the basically the snobby ones. And mm-hmm. now the slim gems are like too artificial and salty and the ones i like are called chomps and they're like two dollars a stick which is ridiculous yeah. but like because of that i can't really go back to slim gems but it was it was just interesting seeing uh this i've been really getting into tiktok as a as a thing i, I posted my first ever video oh yeah yeah, yeah. i saw that yeah, it was a cold reaction video mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. I so I hadn't listened to it before and you like it was one of those where you're not supposed to. TikTok is a weird. It's a whole different world. They have their own memes. Um, they have this like face that they make that's your like flirty, sexy face, which is really funny. You like bite your lip and squint your eyes. Um, <laughs> they there's like all these different. It's interesting the way memes work. It's very different from Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I'm getting really into it. I'm gonna if I once I become TikTok famous, it's like it's over for so many, so many of y'all. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, so I've been keeping really current with the Zoomers through that, okay, good. but and Some... also through the Dawn videos when she's not doing snacks, she does British words versus American words. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, they, you know, they do things like, uh, you know, they say the boot for the trunk. That's like the one. Oh, and that's, they've gotten, they've got their own word for garage sale. Basically, like, I didn't, I thought there were like a few things. I was like, okay, they call cookies, biscuits, chips or crisps, Mm -hmm. uh, fries or chips. You know, Mm -hmm. they say university instead of college. Instead of university, yeah. Well, but like you don't again, like we would still say like, where did you go to college? And they'd be yeah. like, where did you go to university? Uh-huh. Um, I didn't realize though. More it actually on that is next like a, week. More on that next week. I, so I didn't, I guess I just didn't realize how much, I mean, like they're just in a whole different world. Yeah. Um, the old world. The old world. So yeah, that's been my, my social media. I want to, I haven't figured out what my second TikTok is going to be, but something will come to me. Mm-hmm. can't force it can't no yeah yeah yeah. can't force it too mm-hmm. desperate the other <laughs> thing i figured out is it's it is kind of bad tiktok so if if somebody does like a funny video on tiktok mm-hmm. and you see it and you laugh and the person is like attractive mm-hmm. there's like a non-trivial ch- like they probably have an only fans and are like on tiktok to promote it So I have a pretty strict rule now that if I see a post and laugh before I like it or even follow, the person has to be kind of ugly Mm -hmm. because I don't want to follow somebody that's on TikTok to promote their OnlyFans by posting random jokes. Like somebody did a funny joke about like um, twins getting switched up at birth. Mm -hmm. And the reason it was funny, though, was because he's like, and then accidentally Zachary gets put back in Zane's crib. And, you know, like my brother's name is Zane. We're not twins, of wow. course. But, you know, it was yeah. funny because, right, like the name that he picked was that. And so then I yeah. sent it to a bunch of people. 
And then when I went to find, I went to the person's profile and then they had a link in their profile to their OnlyFans. And I was like, I know what is like, is this necessary? Such a bummer. Right. So. Yeah, that's how they that's how you get the mute or the block on the Instagram. I mean, it's not it's also just I mean, it's like basically it's it's uggos only for who I'm following on mm-hmm. on TikTok because there's, <laughs> it's just too risky. <laughs> Oh, goes only. Um, Hilarious. So That's good. pop any anything else. So I, I like there's a big thing happening in pop culture. But before we get to it, like, is there anything else in terms of current events that you wanted to talk about? No, no I. Uh, wanted to discuss some cat Catholic stuff, but we can do that. After. Oh, that. Yeah. Um, well, no, I was going to say so currently the uh, the first re-recorded taylor swift album dropped fearless so do you know about this whole thing no so some of it doesn't make sense to me but in music in the business there's what's called master copies which somebody's probably got to check that but basically that is a thing and they when they had the universal backlot fire like 13 years ago or so at this point maybe a little less uh the universal studios one that you know, may or may not have been to collect insurance, allegedly, but not really. But uh, it's, it burned down the King Kong ride. Um, and R.I.P. Burned, yeah, and it burned down, like, some sets. Some, like, the I think the Back to the Future set was harmed. And uh, it also burned a vault where a bunch of master copies of albums and stuff were. So... Well, anyway. so the master copies of, t- of most, I guess, recording artists, like those are owned by the record companies in oh, those cases. Is she the? She was the one who was fighting with Justin Bieber's manager, like over some yes. stuff. Okay. Yeah. So her record company was called Big Machine Records. Mm-hmm. They were sold to I can't remember the company, but it was Scooter Braun, who's uh, manages Justin Bieber. Um, I think Ariana Grande. Demi Lovato, like those people. Um, mm-hmm. And Taylor Swift hates him. I think that he, I guess, had bullied her. I don't know. They have bad blood, if you will. Got it. Got um, it. I will. And so she was very upset about the sale, you know, pitched a fit about it. But because the big thing was that all of the her master records were going to go to this person. And so whenever mm-hmm. anybody used her songs or whatever, he was going to get paid. So... But she wrote them. I don't really know why this is a thing, but like basically she can re-record all of the songs mm-hmm. and then those become the new masters and she owns them. And then that means it doesn't matter that the original masters are owned by Scooter Braun, who she doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, so I don't know. She- he maybe did something. Else. I don't know the story. So I'm not trying to say it's just that she's like, you know, ooh, I don't like him. Yeah, like gross. maybe there's so right. But uh so she's basically going back and redoing her whole catalog, which I think is an interesting thing. Apparently mm-hmm. other artists have done this, but not quite on the scale that she is, because she's just sure. said literally the first six albums she's doing. So she started with Fearless, which is her second album. Um So she's re recording all the songs she recorded over a decade ago. Yeah. And, you know, her singing has improved a lot in that time period. So it is interesting. Like I listened to Love Story, the Mm -hmm. Taylor. So they're they're called the uh, Taylor's version. So it's, you know, fearless Taylor's version. And then each song has, you know, parentheses Taylor. So I listened to Love Story and then also Love Story Taylor's version and then kind of back and forth. And you can she's she is definitely trying to stay as like true to the original as possible. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, she's she's changed. Right. Her voice has matured and she's also just a better singer than she was back then. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's uh, I don't know. It's an interesting, interesting moment. Um, It's I guess it's a cool way to recapitalize, too, on your old stuff instead of just Mm -hmm. putting out like a greatest hits. Yeah, because you got like some people be putting out greatest hits like every other record. I'm like, you've got two albums like you don't have yeah. greatest hits. Ariana yeah. Grande, like you've been around. 
Yeah. Uh, so, you know, when you're so like, basically I don't know, what ha- like when we're fighting over our, the millions of pa- dollars of Patreon money, I'll go back and re-record all these episodes word for word. So that way, like I only uh, it's like Matt's version. So I almost posted Matt's version. I almost tweeted that the other day and I'm going to tweet it now before you get to it. I was going to say due to a dispute with, Hey, it's Matt Baker. I'll be re-recording all of okay. the, the entire back catalog of Roman great. It's perfect. Podcasts. It's perfect because you took that from me. So now we actually do have a, a dispute. So yeah, I know. So it's an interesting thing. And the, the I don't, what I don't understand is like, how do you not have the masters, but you're allowed to just like, cause I can't just go and record love story and sell it. Right. Like, I, I don't understand why she doesn't need anybody's permission to re-record the songs, but then she doesn't own like, so yeah. we should ask our attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's uh, we should ask a attorney, a attorney. Yeah. Not ours. A attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because yeah, I don't, I don't get it. And so, but I, it's an interesting moment and I, you know, I, we've ragged on Taylor Swift and I've talked about how I, I really, uh, after watching the documentary that she did last year was like, find her appalling, like ethically mm-hmm. and aesthetic. Yeah, like I just mean, she across likes the Kamala board. Harris, Zach. How she does. I'm sure. I mean, that's okay. Celebrities like have their opinions, like facts to them. So it's not a big deal, but the, uh, no, I just thought like that documentary was off. Like literally she, she was having committee meetings with like her family members and record people about what she was going to put on Instagram about some local election. Right. right, And how it was just like such a big deal. And then she, the way that she phrased the way that she talked about her weight, I just thought was like, I, I just think that if you're holding yourself out as some kind of megastar and you're hundreds of millions, like you just shouldn't act like that. Like you shouldn't, like if you put on 15 pounds, just own it. Be like, that's right. I put on 15 pounds. Like you don't have to say that before I put on this weight, I had an eating disorder, but that's neither mm-hmm. here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I guess this thing is interesting. And I, she had some bangers back in the day. Like, I, I guess I didn't dislike her until last year. And so the, you know, some of those hits, Sure. Some of those hits really still they they still they hit just as hard. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be listening to the Taylor versions as she continues to release them. Good for her. Good for her. Anyway. Poor, poor DMX right, so never had a chance to do the DMX I versions. I know that's sad. The X versions. Poor um, Prince Philip never had a platinum record. Never did. Zach, what is this Sunday? Do you know what this Sunday is? Um, this Sunday is, it's a couple things. So it's, mm-hmm. you could call it low Sunday, traditionally. Okay. Um, Quasimodo Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Divine Mercy Sunday. Wrong. It's night two of WrestleMania 37. Anyway, uh, you are correct. It's all those things. And it is also night two of WrestleMania 37. Fans are back, Zach. But anyway, uh, Divine <laughs> Divine Mercy Sunday. Did I just set you not saying anything? Sounded like I just basically blasted you right off the podcast. No, 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 no. I just got distracted by. I thought this light started blinking <laughs> on this. On, I have an air freshener, and it like all of a sudden just started blinking red. And I feel like that's got to be a bad sign if it's like cleaning the air. It's like the air is not fresh anymore. Yeah, uh, too fresh, fresh to death. On April 30th, 2000, Pope John Paul II designated the second Sunday of Easter as Divine Mercy Sunday based on a petition by St. Faustina, who said that Jesus had made this request of the church in an apparition. A um, couple things, April 30th, 2000. Not only my birthday, but... Ayo. The day I got confirmed, Zach, I got confirmed on my birthday in the year 2000. Nice. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, also, who is your confirmation saint? Didn't pick one, Zach. They Wait, didn't so you just like don't have one? Make, they didn't make me pick one. 
like legitimately nobody in my confirmation. The Nova is so tragic. Yeah. Well, it was like a few years. I don't know if the Diocese of Phoenix was like trying something out, but I don't think anyone had to pick one. Um, and I think it was that way for a couple of years. I think my brother, Adam, also didn't have to pick one. I'll have to ask. I don't know. But so, yeah, I uh, do not have a confirmation saint. Uh, retroactively, I guess I could make someone my confirmation saint. But, you know, it feels... I, don't I always I think that I want to find out if that's possible because when like you when, when you're baptized, not Catholic, but it's valid, um, mm-hmm. you know, you still don't have a saint for that. So I just have a confirmation saint. I don't have like a baptism. Who's saint. your confirmation saint? St. Peter, the apostle. That's cool. Since I, I uh, went to his grave. My. Uh, oh, yeah, right. No, that's great. My uh, buddy who was confirmed in college. Uh, yeah. My buddy Leo. You know Leo, right? Yeah. Of course. He, Good man. He was struggling between two different saints with who he wanted to be his confirmation saint. And he uh-huh. wasn't, he was like, didn't have it finalized even the day of, or like the, um, practice. So the trick the when this before. happens, here's what you do. Okay. You pick like an event. So like you could have done, um, Prince Philip and you'd be like, okay, I'm going to pray to St. A that he live. I'm going to pray to St. B that he die. And then you see which one wins. Uh huh. No, probably don't do that. <laughs> yeah. He's his confirmation saying is DMX. He, uh, so he was, I think it was the practice before when they do like the, you know, the, what do they call it? Re- rehearsal. He, yeah. they had different pews marked off as saints for the confirmation. Like, so they knew, so people knew to hold instead of the traditional, like hold this for the confirmation, con- confer- confirmation people. What are they called? Candidates for confirmation. Confirmandi. I think, it, Confer- I mean, I, confirmandi. that was definitely the term when I was Methodist was confirmandi. Um, so they had different saints for the different rows and they pointed him. He still didn't know what confirmation saying he was going to take. And they pointed him to where he was sitting and he walked by like five rows, including his of the, one of the saints that was his choice, one of his choices. So that's how he picked it. Um, there you go. Yeah. So divine mercy Sunday, uh, so five years later, after, so in 2005, Pope John Paul II died the evening before Divine Mercy Sunday on Saturday, April 2nd, 2005, and his successor, Pope Benedict XVI, beatified him on Divine Mercy Sunday, May 1st, 2011. So John Paul, John Paul II is very much wrapped up in Divine Mercy Sunday. What I found interesting is uh-huh. St. Faustina made this petition and she died in 1938. Um, really? Yeah. I don't know why I thought she lived into like the 70s. That's so interesting. Yeah. So she uh, she was also canonized April 30th, 2000, when Pope John Paul II, you know, named Divine Mercy Sunday. But uh, it's just interesting to me that basically what what's the... I mean, it was 62 years after she died that uh, he finally, the church got around to her request. And I guess got around to it is the wrong way of saying it because I don't know the church, the, we, we look at things in terms of years, but I mean, the church is going to be around for a long time and has been. So 62 years isn't necessarily like a long time, but it just shows like it, I don't know. And, in human years, it is a decent amount of time. And it, uh, I don't know. I just like, I, it, I liked that, that she made this request and this apparition happen. And sure. It would have been great if they did it sooner, but 
I don't know. I like, I like the, I don't, I'm not turned off by the idea that it took over 62 years for it to be. Well, done. they had to kind of discern it. Cause there were, there were some weird mm-hmm. translations of her diaries. And I mean, they, they spent a lot, the church spent a lot of time investigating the divine mercy apparitions in order well, to, you know, prudently come to a conclusion on it. Right. And that's what I like because, uh, you know, all the haters out there shouts to the haters who think that the church only does stuff for money or does stuff to control people. Like they're obviously those people are stupid and we hope that they join the church and die in a state of grace. The idiot, the idiots that they are, but there's just so many examples of these things where the church just like prudently waits to do, even though these things are good things, it, they just wait to have them done until that like they show prudence and they show that it is a good thing instead of just like firing off all these crazy things. Cause that would be, right. that would be the thing where you just want to control people or you just want to get people, you know, you just want to get their money. Right. You would just be like, did you hear the, did you hear we got the new thing here, this and this and this, but the fact that such a good thing came about after, over 60 years of discernment is doesn't mean that the thing was any less good at the time or any less good now just means that it will be that way continue like going forth. And there are a lot of the Marian, like a lot of the Marian doctrine stuff, like all the titles of Mary are ones that she's always been, but they didn't come about until much more recently. Right. And a lot of the stuff with St. Joseph too. And it doesn't mean that it was, less important and it doesn't mean it will like you know it's shouldn't be held with as at with such esteem it just means that the church comes to these things and the church figures these things out and when it happens it happens and it's celebrated right yeah and i mean there's the there's an unfortunate and you almost hate to i don't want to like bring it up and draw attention to it but there's mm-hmm there's people online. It's really mm-hmm. not very many of them, but since they all have blogs, you know, it's hard to miss that are very anti, they're opposed to the divine mercy devotion. Mm-hmm. Um, they've viewed as modernist or this, that, and the other. Um, and I think it's interesting because uh, I know that like traditional exorcists always recommend the divine mercy chaplet. Um, and, you know, the, a lot of the traditional priests whose sermons and writings and different things are highly circulated are very big devotees to divine mercy and divine mm-hmm. mercy Sunday. I mean, the fact that you, you know, as long as you go to confession and receive communion on divine mercy Sunday, make the intention, um, you know, you get your temporal punishments, you know, it's, it's a lot of blessings there. They're, they're very big fans of that, but the sort of, laymen who write blogs and post YouTube videos and things um, Mm -hmm. are opposed to it. Um, And, you know, I think what they, what they basically fail to, to reckon with is the actual history of the devotion and that kind of like we said, you know, the church took its time discerning the apparitions. There were also translation issues and, you know, there just wasn't the need to rush things as far as approving it. Um, but you know, now that we've got two saints, at least who are heavily devoted to it, obviously St. Faustina and Pope St. John Paul II, um, you know, as well as, you know, decades of this devotion, it's, it's very important. Well, and I, I, it's such a surface level critique of modernism, right? Like every, like things like this, like if you look at right, it, like they term, literally just say, cause it's new. Well, that's, but everything yeah, and that's my point. Is like everything that is old was once new. You can quote me right. on that. That's a yeah. that's a no one steal that patent pending. But but really, like what I don't like something because it came about in the year two thousand. Like, well, I mean, if something came about in the year sixteen hundred, was it not good because it didn't come about in fifteen ninety? Like right. it, that. It's the it's a silly, uncreative, and like uninspired take of modernism now like the there are real modernism can be a real issue and like there are real 
they say that like because the Divine Mercy Chaplet is prayed using rosary beads, but it's mm-hmm. shorter and easier than the rosary, that it like it prevents people from praying the rosary, which is not the case. Okay, but yeah, I like sure, but also at the same time, like yes, people need to pray the rosary more, but if they start through the Divine Mercy Chaplet, like is that I fail I, think I fail that's to perfectly see. fine. Yeah, I fail to see any issue. And then they'll say that, like, because these like this timeline, the divine mercy apparitions happened around, you know, within the same vicinity in terms of Fatima. time as Fatima, and that yeah. they say these are opposed. And it's like, well, but they aren't. Like, if you Why listen they? to the message of Fatima and the message of divine mercy, they're complementary and they complete each other. And you can see how Our Lord and Our Lady, you know, used these two apparitions to to reach humanity, you know, well, yeah, 20 centuries past the resurrection. We it's, you know, we've got a, you know, they, they wanted to come, come check in. If they're church approved apparitions, they wouldn't ever be in conflict with each other. Like, I don't get the idea of that. Right. I mean, it's just people that make Fatima like really insane. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I've watched videos of people saying Fatima predicted like chemtrails and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I can see how a divine mercy, since it doesn't get into it, it, you know, well, it doesn't really lend itself to conspiracies. Maybe it doesn't, you know, work for you. But we'll dive more into the Fatima chemtrail stuff on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Roman Circus Pod. Yes, That's chemtrails over the convent. <laughs> That's what we'll call that episode. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think of a Lana Del Rey way to work that name into, I don't know. Patreon, I mean, that's what the reference Patreona was. Del Rey. Patreona Del Rey, that's yeah, right. I know, that. I know that was a reference. But yeah, it's, I don't, like, it, it, you know, I didn't want to say let people enjoy things because there are some wacko things out there that I don't Yeah, really I mean, eat. people got to quit enjoying certain things. But, like right now. But, um. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Like M asterisk D asterisk U asterisk G asterisk R J asterisk. Huh? Medjugorje. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, insane insanity. Um, um but yeah, that's the thing, like it I don't know, what if if my friend was coming back to the church from a decade away and he's like, oh, I think the rosary seems kind of daunting. I think I'll start with the divine mercy chaplet. I wouldn't, you know, go to the priest and be like, this fella, ain't, this fella ain't ready. Yeah. This, yeah. I don't know. So that, uh, so it, yeah, I mean, you know, the, it's a really cool devotion and the divine mercy image. I mean, there's a lot to it. You know, you could do a starter kit, like you get the divine mercy image, you get your rosary and you do the chaplet. I mean, it's a really neat thing to delve into. And that's where I, you know, I'm glad that the Sunday is here. And I mean, again, like the people that have really good, like traditional credentials, I guess, mm-hmm. are for it. So the the online rad trads that are against it, like, I mean, you know, Ripperger's for it, Wolf is for it, like the the hardliners support it. So mm-hmm. again, like, I mean, I get that most Holy family monastery isn't a fan, but you know, that's not like, those aren't reasonable people. And that's two guys. Uh, Who so you said most Holy family monastery. It's a website of, of like freaks. Yeah. I um, know what that is. Yeah. So they're, they're seat of a, I mean, people shouldn't look at their stuff. I guess I shouldn't be mentioning them, but basically they, they're one of the groups and then there's like Nova Sordo watch and the others that are like really anti um, divine mercy, but that's because they also they, it, like they, in their view, it was ratified by popes that weren't even popes. Well, sure. But yeah. it still trickles down into the sort of um, what is it? Recognize and resist types. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but it's, it's out there. And I, mostly, most people I know that are traditional that spend time online have, have fall have, come across the anti divine mercy stuff. And are they like, when you said resist, it made me think they're like, as soon as we get this divine mercy Sunday overturn, we're going to brunch. Yeah. They're like, they're at divine mercy Sunday. And like, we would be at brunch now. We, if this Um, wasn't here, we would be brunching so hard. (laughs) 
<laughs> basically. But it um most people I know that are traditional that you know go online and look things up, they they've come across the anti divine mercy stuff and it like troubles them mm-hmm. because you know there's not anybody like trying to make the like the cases, you know, they lay out their case. You know it, so I think it's important to recognize that, you know, it is a, a devotion that's embraced by traditional Catholics. On April twenty um, second, two thousand one, which was one year after re- establishing Divine Mercy Sunday, Pope John Paul II reemphasized its message in a, the resurrection context of Easter. "Quote: Jesus said to Saint Faustino one day, humanity will never find peace until it turns with trust to Divine Mercy." Divine mercy. This is the Easter gift that the church receives from the risen Christ and offers to humanity. So. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the image is pretty great. I don't know why yeah, you can look at the divine up. mercy. Huh? I said, yeah, hang it up. Everyone should get. that's. It's like that. Um, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Like There's some, some of the church's images and they're even more recent centuries are really cool. The... Uh, the first depiction of the divine mercy image was created by a Polish painter, member of the realism movement. And his name is Eugenius Kazimierowski. So old Jean Kazimierowski. I feel, I feel like Polish people just be making up names. Adding, adding, uh, adding letters to names basically we'll they're get just father, like they start and they just start banging on the keyboard we'll get father dan on here to give me a thrashing over my pronunciations but yeah sure. yeah the image was first shown in public at easter ceremonies of april 25th through 28th in 1934 and the nice. first mass with the divine mercy image was celebrated by reverend michael Sopako at the Gate of Dawn Church in Wilno on April 28, 1935, the second Easter Sunday long before the Vatican approved the term Divine Mercy Sunday. So if someone tells you it's modernist, just tell them that it came about before Vatican II. Yeah, I think that's maybe another thing people do is they say because the image isn't a crucifixion, like it's not a crucifix, that it's mm-hmm. it's in line with the sort of modernist trend of doing like happy Jesus instead of okay. the crucifixion. Yeah. But it's also I mean, a literal apparition. Like our Lord requested that that, that image be made. Right. And but there's also- plenty of images at different altars that are not just, a, so I mean, like that yeah, again. But- not, this is not a real argument. This is uh, right. It's far from like Buddy Jesus and the Kevin Smith movies, where it's like Jesus giving a thumbs up and winking at you. Right. You know Buddy Jesus. I don't think I know Buddy. Je- like, what is is that like a you, very specific meme? I mean, I know that that like that's how people act towards him. Yeah, I think it was just. Uh, I thought it was from a movie, and it. It's the meme where it's him giving a thumbs up and pointing and winking. Nice. Yeah. I like the tuxedo t-shirt Jesus. Oh, wow. Is that a Talladega Nights. Remember that one? I don't remember that. I Is that what he, is that what he said? Did they actually show it or they? No, he, he just says. Praying? Yeah. So like the Ricky Bobby sweet, character. is Sweet cr- baby Jesus. Right. And then the other guy's like, I like to picture my Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt, which means I'm serious, <laughs> but I'm also here to party or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's Great something stuff. that like, I mean, it's funny in movies, I guess, you know, Talladega Nights being a work of art, but in, it, in other contexts, I've always found the whole Jesus is my homeboy thing. Uh, like distasteful. Like, I don't understand who, well, one, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of problematic. I think the way that they do, well, I don't I want mean, to get that can of worms, but yeah, um, I just think it kind of under undersells the whole Jesus is God thing. Yeah. I, and it, I don't know. It trivializes it. And I don't think that it makes him any more approachable. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, but, I, it, it does in, the context of not fully understanding what's happening, right? It only makes him more approachable in terms of 
people feel a little more comfy that and don't have to deal with the... like jesus is my lord um dmx yeah. is my homeboy you know like i want to <laughs> i want to save that role for people that have fulfilled that role you know right game rec game recognized game yeah because those were shirts they were always they were for sale at journey i don't know if you had this at oh, yeah. all yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was always jesus is my homeboy mary is my homegirl and i'm like i i want to know how many people that wore those shirts or are, are are like ex-evangelicals now and they talk about being gaslit constantly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to close out, actually, let's see. Let's see if I can even read it. I was, DMX won no Grammys, by the way. Terrible. Did he have any music out? Because a lot of times you win one after you die if you have something I out. So like if they did a compilation, a friend of the show, Bill McMorris retweeted a part of an interview with DMX that I'll read to close up shop here. I, I have to, it has to be highly edited, but, uh, so go slow. Yeah. (laughs) Are you following the presidential race? No, not at all. You're not. You know there's a black guy running, Barack Obama, and then there's Hillary Clinton. His name is Barack? Barack Obama, yeah. Barack? Barack. What the F is a Barack? Barack Obama? (laughs) Where is he from? Africa? (laughs) Yeah, his dad is from Kenya. Barack Obama? Yeah. (laughs) WTF? That ain't no name, yo. That ain't that ain't that dude's name. You can't be serious. Barack Obama, get out of here. You're telling me you haven't heard about him before? I ain't really paying much attention. I mean, oh, it's pretty God. big. It's pretty big if a black dot dot dot. Wow, Barack, that dude's name is Barack. Barack? Dude named Barack Obama? WTF, man. Is he serious? That ain't his name. I'm going to tell this dude when I see him, stop that BS. Stop that BS. That ain't your name. Your mom ain't name you no Barack. <laughs> uh, but that's true. That's true, though. Because that's not his birth name, right? It isn't? No. His name is Barry. And he, I think he changed it to Barack in college. Hold on. That's I'm going gonna, gonna to fact check myself on that. I don't know. I think his name, I think it's the other way around. I think his name was, is Barack and he tried to be a super cool dude and be named Barry. And now I've stared at the name Barack. So oh, much no, you're right. I've stared at the name Barack so much that it's starting, you know, when word, you stare at a word so much, it doesn't look, it looks like mumbo jumbo. And you're like, how's that a word? I never, I know I've never been able to keep clear whether it's, two r's and a k mm-hmm. or one r and ck like i'm always like is it two r's or like and that's it's not good but i mean i couldn't spell eisenhower i can like I, I can't spell a lot of white president names either hmm. but hmm. really makes you think i know problematic I, I always spell biden wrong but that's kind Bi-dan. of dan yeah i don't really think it's funny john biden well that's it. <laughs> That's it. Divine Mercy Sunday this Sunday. We'll yeah, call Saint. We'll call, we'll call Saint Faustina the Saint of the Week. Queen. Um, she, uh, even though she, her feast day is October fifth, but you know, her major shrine is the Basilica of Divine Mercy in Krakow, Poland. So that's pretty awesome. It was built between. Uh, 1999 and 2002, and I'm just now seeing a picture of it, and it's uh, no comments on that how that building looks, Zach. I'm about Why? to go off into a tangent of modernism with in oh, regards yeah. to church buildings. No. But uh, save your yeah. save yourself the pain. I will. Don't do it to yourself. Yep. All right. Uh, DMX, Prince Philip. Pray for their souls. Hope that we all are in heaven one day together. It'll be lit. (laughs) 
They don't even say that. Nobody says that anymore. Like that's mm-hmm. like literally they're like, okay, millennials. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right, gang. All right. Well, thanks for listening and we will talk to you next week. See ya.